All right, so we are going back to our roots, back to one microphone in the middle of the table. Guess who's back? Shady's back. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Because you watched da, 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 da. Starcraft. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Okay, can we do the thing again? I have another idea. Yeah, we're going to. The, the doctor from Halloween. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today is the day that you have long been waited for because you watched... I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no conscious, no understanding, even in the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, of right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child, this blank, pale, emotionless face, and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him. Then another seven trying to keep him locked up. Because I realized that's what was living behind that boy's lies. Purely and simply, evil. <laughs> um, so what, we're doing quotes now? I don't know, I thought that was cool, but it wasn't good. At halfway through, I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> uh, you're so loud. You're like the loudest. Black eyes, <laughs> like a doll's eyes, anyway. <laughs> that's what I thought it was true. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Speaking of three things, today is the day we are having a menage a trois. Trois? 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 It's spelled Troy. Just keep talking. Uh, uh, three of the most fabulous uh, slasher films of all time. The films that actually, I think, started the slasher craze, I would say. With one exception, which we will get to. Oh, Alan. Alan with his exceptions. Uh, because you watched... Happy Halloween! Star Crash. This is the Gory Hole Special. Oh, the, the first annual uh, Gory Hole Special where we will be reviewing uh, Halloween-y, slashery, whatever Hall horror films. Halloween-y. halloween films. <laughs> when I was typing this up uh, yesterday, it was always Halloween. I don't know <laughs> exactly if that was a premonition. That's telling. Yes. It's very telling. Um, and today That's what they is call the... a tell in the poker business. <laughs> Today is the day where myself, Michael Vanderpool, Dr. Alan Barris, and Michael the Adjunct Clink, the uh, artist with the... That's the smartest. That's the smartest. Um, <laughs> Fartiste. That's the fartiest. Anyway. Today we will be talking about three slasher films, kind of the holy holy trinity, can we call them that? The yes, holy trinity of slasher films. Uh, uh Friday the 13th, the original, which yeah. was 1970... That was 1980. That's 1980. Oh, 1980. Uh, yeah, it's Halloween <laughs> yep. that is first, of course. Halloween was uh, 1978. And then uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy Krueger, uh, 1984. Yes. So there's a lot to talk about today. Um, a lot of weight directions we could go. I don't know how to do this other than maybe starting with Halloween because that's what yes. started all of this. And then we'll just see the chips fall where they may. So... Did Halloween start this, or did Psycho start this? Psycho started this. Okay. And, so, and Psycho's all over this. Yes. yes. So Psycho is like the incredibly wealthy and attractive older sister to all these males. <laughs> because Psycho, while it was done for really cheaply, and Hitchcock wanted it to look kind of cheap, it's really classy in comparison. It's still a psychological thriller, ultimately. And, uh, I mean, you can go back and forth about whether Hitchcock's really highbrow filmmaking or not, but uh, Halloween is what happens when John Carpenter gets his sweaty mitts on Psycho, which, again, has its charms as well. And much like Psycho, uh, Halloween has a great soundtrack. 
too. It's one of the it's one of the uh, key draws to the movie. Uh, I would argue it's its only redeeming quality. Ah, uh, I lo- see. No, I will disagree because I love Donald Pleasance. Okay. Well, I thought this was Loomis shot better. Is great. Halloween was shot beautifully. Yeah, 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 it looks good. Like, all, all there's a long take. Uh, there's a lot of long takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't even notice And it takes its them. time. Yeah. It takes its time. <clears throat> and all three of these, I will argue, are very wonderfully shot films. They all look very good. Halloween looks a little... Che- not Halloween. Uh, Friday the 13th looks a little cheaper. Mm-hmm. But the effects are, of course, done by Tom Savini, who goes on to be one of the best uh, effects guys in the business. One of the best makeup effects guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, it's, uh, wounds actually look pretty good. I mean, for the most part, I mean, they got better later, obviously, yeah. but the, the color in Friday the 13th is really, really good. Their, their use of color. And I don't know if it's the Kodachrome look, whatever they had, but it, it looked really good. I thought, mm-hmm. um, so before we get too deep into, into the morass of what these three films are, that was a big word. Hey! Make somebody else look some shit so, up. So I don't um, know. I, I, I was going to tell them what this is about. I know what morass means, but can you explain, doctor? Can you explain what morass means to those who don't know? It means because I know like a sticky thing that we get <laughs> caught in. Hey! hey! Nice. So speaking of sticky things we get caught in, uh, because you watched Star Crash, started one night. I watched the film because. Uh, Star Crash is the movie that I watched. Uh, it is a phenomenal uh, sci-fi classic. Roped in Michael Clink, uh, roped in Dr. Alan Barris. We started doing this podcast and we talk about a few things, WTF moments, quotes, and if these films were successful in what they were actually trying to accomplish. And I will argue that um, two of these three films are ass, complete and utter worthless ass with no redeeming qualities other than they spawned multi-million dollar franchises. And one is a very, very, very good movie that launched the career of one very, very, very sexy pirate. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about what's the dude that played Freddy? Robert Unglund? Robert Unglund. I thought you were going to talk about him. England. 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 Oh, England. He also plays Jan Harold Brunvand, uh, probably the best-known folklorist, although they give him a fake name, uh, in Urban Legend. Nice. Yeah, it sucked. But was, uh, he was great. <laughs> was the rest he, of the movie was terrible. Was he the roommate of uh, Mark Hamill? Because I heard a story that Mark Hamill was going to uh, not go in, or he didn't know anything about uh, Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Mark he, Hamill? Mark Hamill didn't know anything about it. I want to say Robert England was the guy that told him, hey, you should uh, go for this. This is a, a thing that you, you would probably like. And then that's why he went and did it. Really? The audition. I don't know if it was him, though. If it was, uh, it would make a lot of sense. Robert England could have been cast in that role as a young man. Uh, he also has that goofy kind of like weird innocence about him, although he's not as good looking as Hamill. Yes. That's true. Hamill was very good looking. And now he's older. Well, yeah. But awesome hey, Joker. Weren't we yes. all? Weren't we all good looking? I still am, sir. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Some about. Some of us had to grow into our looks, and immediately grew out of them. <laughs> so. There was one day in 1996. <laughs> I was that, amazing. The hair parted just right, and the ladies <laughs> couldn't resist. Speaking of ladies that can't resist, uh, these are all mor- morality plays who punish women for um, sexuality. Sexuality. Yeah. Definitely. Well, is is I know Friday the Thirteenth, hundred percent, Halloween, hundred percent is nightmare. Yeah, 
Okay. Oh, uh, you're because, right. Because yeah, because the, the the good girl who uh, does not have uh, sex with the uh, the monster who is introduced in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp, uh, <laughs> she ends up uh, uh, sexy of pirate. Surviving. What? So morality well, plays are there to scare you? Tell a story, good? like say, hey, don't do the X because then you'll get killed or you, yeah. something bad will happen. Yes, that is pretty much how they work. Do these work? Uh, it's an interesting question. Uh, to understand that, we have to go back to the original, well, one of the original morality plays that uh, was created for popular culture, and that is Daniel Defoe's Mal Flanders, which was created, I believe, I don't remember if it was before or after Robinson Crusoe or not, but Mal Flanders was about a woman who was a streetwalker and a criminal and a wide variety of other things that you weren't supposed to be in the 18th century. And uh, it's about her sex sexcapades, and uh, in the last 20 pages of the book, she becomes a Christian. She ends up uh, immigrating to Virginia, if I remember right, and she ends up living with one of her cast-off children who she reconciles with, and she is saved. Hey! That's so, nice. And the entire book is, of course, about about whoring and stealing and lying, and yet the end is supposed to is supposed to put a moral tale to all of this. So these movies are supposed to be about yes, there is a morality being transmitted, but how much are we really supposed to believe it, and how much of that is just a thin window dressing so we can see some boobs? <laughs> well, and, and okay, so we got there sooner than I had hoped. But, um, <laughs> The, the boobs weren't as um, there weren't as much of it as I remembered. Not as, nearly as, as much of PJ Souls as I wanted to see. But anyway, which one was that? Who's that? Uh, she is the second gal who uh, reveals boobs in uh, Halloween. Oh, she's in okay. uh, she's in Rock and Roll High School, which is why I have a crush on her. You'll uh, we'll we'll talk about Rock and Roll High School later. Uh, uh, add it to the add it to the it will be added added to the, the, the wheel of wheel of death. She's great. <laughs> She does very little here. Well, okay. so <laughs> She's great. These morality plays or morality ta- tales, classically... Like, go back to the Bible. Well, no, I'm saying, beyond. I'm saying now, classically, horror movies are where you took a date. Mm-hmm. Because then they would get scared. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you would they would cling on to you or something, right? Is that a like thing? Like the Michael Jackson thriller video. Yes. Yes, for people out there who probably don't know what that is. Well, no, because our audience is pretty old and white, so yes, they would know what that is. I mean, yeah, okay. That's true. <laughs> Go ask your students tomorrow. No, I'm not going to. They, <laughs> don't, know. they don't know. You see Michael Jackson thriller. They might. I mean, it's classic. But So I guess, you know, this idea of the morality play, and we can, we can definitely track these things back to, these films uh, back to some... Uh, inspiration from Psycho, but Alan, I'm going to ask you, folklorist, where does this slasher stuff come from before this? Well, the idea of the human serial killer, uh, probably the best known and really the creation of the category, although we didn't call it that yet, would be, of course, Jack the Ripper. Um, But of but also, we did not have any delusions about Jack the Ripper being supernatural. The, the idea of a supernatural serial killer as part of one of these movies really 
shows up with Halloween when it comes right down to it. Uh, the, the monster gets created. And even Michael Myers in this case, we don't get the supernatural part of him as much. Uh, he is, he's a... Uh, it's only with the later films that we get the idea that he is uh, supernaturally tough, that he can come back after being murdered multiple times. Uh, with Friday the 13th, we don't get any supernatural stuff in it at all, other than the fact that Jason's mother is capable of throwing a a dead weight human that she has murdered through a window yeah. with no difficulty. Um and really, it's Freddy that introduces the uh, supernatural elements to this whole formula, which then further infuses the competition later on. In Friday the 13th, uh, the killer, uh, what's her Voorhees? What's Mrs. Voorhees? What's, I, I can't remember what her first name Ms. is. Mrs. I think. She, yeah, right? Mrs. Voorhees. She actually has a real name in this. I thought it was, it was yeah. Mary or something? Um, it was a little little less, uh, a little bit more flowery than that. But she, um, other than the super strength or, you know, some strength uh, greater than her, her, her size, her stature, I'd argue, uh, her ability to withstand some pain. Right. Pamela Voorhees. Pamela Voorhees, yes. Um, uh, the only other thing that even hints at anything like something that would be even uh, supernatural would be her using her son's, her talking to herself. Maybe she's yeah. possessed, but but that's really just, and but then, that's reverse and psycho. Then, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, reverse psycho. For a second. And then the ending, which is, is it a dream yeah. or is it yeah. uh, kind of uh, thing there? That is where the supernatural part might. Yeah, and then like so the, the the survivor of the the last survivor of Friday Thirteenth, she remembers the boy coming out of the lake. Yep, yep. To it. So then the way that she presented it though was, did you find the boy? And then they said no. So then that the, it, it it was pretty much saying to us that that actually happened, and she's right. remembering it instead of a dream. But there's enough of a plausible deniability. Yeah. Well, and and the biggest failing I think that Friday Thirteenth has is there's no fucking story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was waiting, and then you all of a sudden, killings were right? happening. Yeah. yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, it, it there is no story. But so this is a movie I wanted more exposition. Yes, weirdly enough, because you yeah. get you get these little dumb things that don't feel connected. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, but then we're supposed to connect them, and it's they're not they're not it's not Tarantino type editing. It's just crazy all over editing, and then we're supposed to connect it. Because at the towards the end is where Pamela Voorhees tells about her son drowning, and that's why those two people died in the very beginning of the movie. Right. And we're like, okay, do I care now? Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, you, uh, that's Friday the Thirteenth. You care about no one, right? I want to see the kids smoke weed, have sex, and die. Yep, that <laughs> not is, necessarily that, that is pretty much it. <laughs> what? <laughs> but that's so. So uh, Friday the Thirteenth was the first one that I watched for right. no other reason. That's what I searched for first. So I don't know if that skewed my my perception, whatever. Um, but the that story was not efficient at all. Like the snake bit contributed absolutely nothing yeah. to, to anything. Um, her taking five minutes to the pile up stuff in front of the door to barricade the door. And then the immediately, the oh, like, there's so much. That there. was awesome because I was waiting for uh, the. So the entire time I'm waiting for actually Jason Voorhees, what we know of him, yeah, yeah. the hockey mask yeah. and everything. I was waiting for him to be standing behind, and when she's done turning around and just seeing me, and he's like, why did you just do... You know, I was waiting for, like, a, a bit or a stick, but it was just, why is she doing this? And right. then, oh, I can just take this all off and leave. See, ironically, I find uh, Friday the 13th is only, like, suspenseful for people 
who come to the franchise much later and haven't heard that Mrs. V is right. actually the villain yeah. and are looking for Jason and Jason never shows up except at the very end and maybe in a dream. It's, so it's, with that, though, Jason is a boy when he dies. Yes. Right. So then the, the, the guy we see is this like seven foot, 350 pound dude. So it's 15 years later, puberty man. What? He's dead. <laughs> We don't know what puberty does to the blood. <laughs> Clank. I don't know if there's been a story Clank. 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 Evil never dies. <laughs> so then it'd just be a little kid running around. Well, and that's arguably scary. Yes. Mm. Nah. You can't see it. Not him. in this game. Right. <laughs> it's 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 interesting. Friday the 13th is, I'm going to argue, the worst of them. Um, oh, yeah. The the fakery, trippy, like who who's killing the people is a question that they kind of half-ask right. mm-hmm. and provide just silly there's gimmicks real, around trying yeah. to say, it might be this person, this person. But we There's oh yeah, really no heavy red herring-ing going on here. We're not really getting like a strong, it could be this guy or it could be this guy. It's everything is just kind of... It like kind of just shows up right before they get killed. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody's got a green jeep. Right. Yeah. Same right. type. Like it's not like a. It's, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna argue this whole movie is a red herring. But the actress who played Marcy said, "I didn't even really think of this movie as such a as a horror film. To me, it's a small independent film about some very carefree teenagers who are having a rip roaring time at summer camp." Where they happen to be <laughs> working as counselors, then they just happen to get killed, and that's how she kind of played it. the The one that um had had just had sex with uh, Kevin Bacon, and then she went to the uh, bathroom. And that's where she died in the bathroom with the axe in her head. Yeah. So yeah. she was acting like, "Hey, it's just a fun ha ha ha," and she kind of did, which it play kind like of that. was. Yeah. Prior to that, I uh... I mean, I could see her playing that, and then. <laughs> The beginning girl that we meet, Annie. Yeah, Annie, who she, never even sees the other folks. Right? She's poor, very poor much... cute Annie. You can tell she's very much a theater actress. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she was very much playing a theater character. Really? It was really funny. Like, wow, you can tone it down just a little bit, but it's still... It was good. I liked it. it she was the best part, and unfortunately, she never got a chance to make anybody else better because you never got her with anybody else. Yeah. It was She shows up into town... We get some side story. We get we get the uh, the guy that gives her a ride uh, by lifting her by her buttocks right. out of the car. I'm just like I saw that. Well, that's those are the '80s, folks. That was yeah. the start of the '80s. That explains yeah. it all. Um, and the guy that's driving that, and then she runs into uh, the killer, who we only get in POV again. This no. is this is a, the only real similarity I think to to Halloween was the use of POV. Yeah. Um, uh, and then she's dead, and nobody knows. Oh, you're forgetting her encounter with Crazy Ralph. Ralph, yes. Yes, yeah. Which he's he's another red herring. Going to Camp Blood, ain't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's got a death curse. <laughs> on, on Which we don't even know that. What does that mean, Ralph? Yeah, death yeah. curse. Yeah. But in, <laughs> in that, they were talking about how that place is haunted because two people died. And so it got me thinking, okay, so is America haunted? Because we've got a lot of murders and deaths and, and atrocities. Like, yes, Clank, it turns out. America's haunted. That we are the monster. But <laughs> what? Yeah. This is not a morality play. This is a social commentary. Yeah. Well, and again, uh, Camp Crystal Lake's in New Jersey. 
and uh, it is, and the it did get shot at some New Jersey locations. One of them being the Moravian Cemetery in Hope, New Jersey, that is shot. I don't remember. I think it's Annie gets out of the vehicle at there and is walking. Okay. Because I think that's the like the crossroads where she gets dropped off at. Oh. Not a great place to get dropped off, by the way, unless you're looking for the devil. What was the name of the cemetery? That was the Moravian, Moravian Cemetery in Hope, New Jersey. It is real. And I, I actually thought I wrote something down about that, yeah, yeah. so... I looked it up. Friday the 13th was my third movie that I watched, mm-hmm. so it was the last one. And by That's that time... timing. Yeah. By that last, the last time I got kind of oh. sick of the teenagers having sex. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? Teenagers having sex again? <laughs> uh, For far too little time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is probably a stretch, but more avian would be more birds, and that could be a reference to a Hitchcock film. Hey! Boom! I mean, that's a freaking... Well... That's a, that's a, that's a stretch. stretch. Uh, I've stretched pretty far for Back to the Future, so... Yes. I'll allow it. GMNG to YouTube. So, and I, I didn't mean to start us out with Friday the 13th, but that's kind of where it went. Um, I, I, this will be inter, interloping. I want to I wanna do a service announcement. So anytime anybody sees a dog, don't just walk up to it and start petting it. Especially if it's sitting out alone. What does that happen? That happens at the beginning of Friday the 13th. Annie just goes up to the gas station and there's a random dog sitting there and she kneels down and starts petting it. And like, has no. a conversation with it. Yeah. Um, don't, don't, don't pet stranger dogs. Don't do anything that you see in these movies. Yes. Yes. No drinking, Especially no smoking. Especially not Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh, my best line will, will come from uh, talking about Johnny Depp in um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, one last thing about Ralph before I forget. The movie starts with a whole bunch of red and greens, which is very vertigo-ish. Mm-hmm. And then there are some yellows that are pulled in. Ralph is the only character that has blue. Mm. His bike is light blue. Wait, Ralph? Ralph. The crazy guy. The, the cr- crazy Ralph. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, there's a quote from Ralph, Ralph somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's the only character, I think, that ever has anything blue. Yellow uh, is associated with Mrs. Voorhees, specifically that raincoat when she comes in. Oh, yeah, yeah. The final girl... Um, uh, she's also Alice. Alice is wearing yellow at times as well, which was an interesting choice. Okay, I think if they had introduced um, Pamela Voorhees sooner, yes, and the stories they just had, had her working the at the camp, soon. maybe yeah. something seething with rage secretly at all the boning going on, <laughs> something. <laughs> well, but, they did a horrible job of establishing even what was really going on at the camp. I get we they, okay they, they were, were setting prepared, it up they were setting it up but yeah. like it just never I don't I don't know it was weird because. It was just weird to me. Are those kids getting paid to do construction work? Is that what's happening? They're, they're the counselors. <laughs> yeah. And but... they're doing the work to get the camp set up. To. Oh, it's okay. a low-rent operation. Let's just say that. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, let it's me been closed tell... for 50 years or yes, yes. 30 years. So, 20. But uh, let me talk about the greatest injustice of this movie. That we don't get to see Ned die. So Ned is the yeah. annoying kid who is constantly on 11. I have yeah. at one point my note is in all caps and boldface, kill Ned, kill him yeah. now. So yeah. Ned is supposed to be the comic relief. He's yes, supposed to be the he comic fails. guy. He's terrible. And I was super upset with him. Yes. I'm like, no, dude, that's not how you do this. Yeah. He's a poor, he's a poor because excuse for you. I would have 
I mean, I, I wanted him to die, too. Cause and he was a perfect example of white privilege, because the cop shows up. Yeah. And if he'd seen that nonsense from anybody else, he'd beaten them, <laughs> beat him to death right on the spot. Uh, uh, Ned is dressed like a uh, Indian chief. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's like, like full war bonnet and everything. could have been a little... Uh, when was... Um, what the fuck, dude? Am I that far gone already? What's that film that that one guy did with Jack Nicholson? The, the Shining. Oh, uh, 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 the Shining or one of the Cookins? No, The Shining. Because okay. The Shining has the horror film and all the Indian references that are in that. Oh, oh right. right. You know what I mean? Could have just just these like, oh, what do we do? Let's do something like that. But well, um, that could uh, be it. The best. Uh, speaking of the cop who comes to the camp, that's where the best that's comes from. Who wants? Who wants that one? Because because it's a good one. Go ahead. It might actually be the tagline for my, for my life. Go ahead. What. Oh, should we set it up first? Yeah. So the, the the police officer rides in on his bike and comes in, and uh, uh, the three camp counselors are there. And uh, they're being fun teenage kids, and the cop says, uh, What? Did you just get off a spaceship or something? Columbia Gold, man. Grass. Hash. The weed. <laughs> the weed. <laughs> With that, I wrote, Worst Cop Ever. Oh, me too. <laughs> ah! like, what was that game? The, hun- the newlyweds. Yeah. We're going to match. So, speaking, going back to Ned, though, he uh, I mean, attempted to murder, still attempted to murder. He shot an arrow next to that g- girl when she set, oh, yeah, up the, yeah. the, she set up a target. He was joking. He was joking. <laughs> and uh, you could say just joking apparently in the 80s and get away with shit like that. Uh, you could oh do it now, too. God. You could do it now, too. It's just horrible. Yeah. Yes, Ned's the worst. Yeah. And we don't get to see him die. Yeah. We only, get to, we only get to see him dead, which is not satisfying. And I wanted to I see wanted him, him to get an axe in the head. Yeah. Or balls. Perhaps. He was the shaggy kind, and I wanted to have that be cool. And then after two seconds, I'm like, this guy needs to die. No, he's like Matthew Lillard <laughs> Shaggy. <laughs> is he the one that walks into the house? Yeah. And then or we don't the, see him. Or the cabin? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. yeah okay, yeah. cool. But do we really see anybody... Die. Oh yeah, Annie. yeah. We see Kevin Bacon get stabbed in the throat. Oh with yeah, an arrow okay. You're right. I'm an idiot. From reverse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We to see Marcy. Yeah, yeah. She but that's gets, the immediate she gets aftermath. We don't see the axe hitting. Oh, that's true. But we that, see that's what I'm saying. Like the actual act of somebody oh, dying. It is, it is Kevin Bacon. You're right. Yeah. And then Annie was the uh, the throat was slit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve. There's yeah, one was stabbed in the gut, and we didn't see the, the knife going, but we saw his reaction to it. Yeah. Oh, and he then gets the St. Sebastian treatment with the arrows stuck in him as he's hung out yeah. the door. So, is there was there symbolism, or was that just a thing? That was because it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have to just show some love and appreciation for uh, jean shorts <laughs> because yeah. it's just the jean shorts and the and the neckerchief I mean it's just a look that it, it has to come back outside of just um, certain roads and bars in New Orleans what <laughs> was that was that the fashion that was when you were little uh, I don't I hope not I, yeah I, t- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so yeah my note up her ass into the jeep up by her ass. Oh, that's there different. That's different. <laughs> that's, that's different. <laughs> I, I did even write, the funny guy needs to die first. I even wrote that down. <laughs> and sadly, we are denied. So, was, hold on. Oh, go ahead. Speaking of people dying, are there yes. any black people in these? No. Okay. I, I, now that I'm just not... Yeah, I didn't know the yeah. black guy dies first thing. That's what introduced I, later on. It's actually <laughs> progress. And I say <laughs> that really sacri- Jesus <laughs> really sarcastically. Oh, good God. So, 
before anything happens that the the main group knows about, they're trying to go Which into the office. Which movie are we talking about? I'm sorry, Friday the 13th. Friday, we'll stick okay. with Friday. Okay, we'll stick with that. Yep, yep, cool. They're going into the office, and they can't get in the office, so they go to break the window. But this is before they even knew any know any like murders are happening or anything. They just want to call somebody. So their first thing is to break a window. Like, in a normal situation, you go, oh, it's locked, and you try and get other ways. But you wouldn't break a window. That's... I, if if it's not life or death, then I don't see why they would do that. It's just more direct. I I guess. I mean, freaking kids. They're action heroes. Kids in their breaking windows stuff. So <laughs> Friday the thirteenth, but does it actually happen on Saturday the fourteenth? Because isn't there a title card I, at the beginning I and then like a day pass? Lost track. Don't think about that. Just play along. I did. That's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, don't worry. Brain cells firmly turned <laughs> off with this. Uh, thinking about horror films makes them less scary. Yes. So you can't go into a horror film trying to analyze it. And that's where you get people like, "Why did you run up the stairs? Why did you do that? Why did you put the, all the stuff in the middle of yeah. the, in front of the door?" You know. It's just no. We're here yeah. for two things: <laughs> blood and guts. Three. Blood and guts and gore. Boobs. <laughs> This was the 80s. That These movies are made for boobs to be shown at least once. Oh, and let's not forget, we wanted to see Ned die horribly. Yes. No. Denied. I will give all three of these movies, the killers, I will give them all credit. Because they all have a flair for the dramatic. They're really good at that. Like, it's amazing. You know what impresses me the most about them all? Yes. How they can do what they do while suffering from asthma. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Or severe full body burns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so what, exactly. what do you have to give it? A so, uh, Steve, when our for Friday Thirteenth, when our uh, heroine was running out, and then all the dead bodies are around, Steve all of a sudden falls down upside down. He's been dead for a while, uh-huh. and then uh, Halloween when Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Whatever. She's backing up into the bedroom and she sees her dead, uh, one of her dead friends lying on the bed with the gravestone of, of Jason's older sister. And then she backs up more and then her other dead friend is there and she backs up more. And then all of a sudden, randomly, there's this door that slides open and it's her dead friend's uh, boner guy. I don't know. The guy that... Dead, what, dead friend's boner guy. Are you talking about <laughs> the, boner like the, the, the rush of blood to... Uh, no, the, the guy that she her friend slept with. Her lover. Okay. The boyfriend guy. And he's there too. So all they're, they're all just there, but they reveal themselves in a very dramatic way, which is crazy. And then obviously Freddy plays with dreams. So that's all dramatic too, because he can do certain things with them. Uh, it's just it's interesting and I like their energy. I just don't like the outcome. So that they can put their energy it's to murder art. If they can put their energy to wedding planning, <laughs> that'd be amazing. They should be wedding planners. Uh speaking of wedding planning, <laughs> um let me scroll through my notes here. There's gotta be something. And there's nothing. <laughs> so have you two played hide and seek with children recently? No. My son if played I today. Had, I did not. I think okay. I'd end up on a list. <laughs> okay, anyway, anyways, I have a niece and nephew, so we play Adam Okay, Zipline. good, good. I'm still talking about Friday the 13th. Got There's it. the part where our hero is trying to uh, hide 
So there's like a cabinet and there's a little space between the cabinet and a wall. So she kind of goes in there. She's like, no, that won't work. <laughs> she's very nonchalant about it. Like, I'm kind of scared, but I want to hide. So then she goes into the closet and closes the door and hides there and pulls the do on the door to make sure it doesn't open. And I'm like, this is not hide and seek. This is you're running from a killer. So you probably should do more than just what you're doing. <laughs> there you go thinking about it again. Right? Yeah. That's my problem. I think Using too much. those brain cells. Yep. I shouldn't do that. If you're ever, and this is another proper service announcement, if you're ever chased by a, a psycho killer and you knock them down, hit them in the head, stab them in the neck, and they go down, don't think they're done. Because they're not. My comment on that is very specifically my note to Alice when she succeeds in knocking down Mrs. V is, yeah. Negan that bitch, Alice. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a frying pan. Yeah. She should be seeing at least gray matter by the end of that. That head wounds are usually more bloody, but they're not as bad usually. I mean, look worse than they are, I should say. So, yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis's character, after knocking out Michael Myers, just leaves the knife that yeah. she was protecting herself with next to the knock, knocked out killer. And then when she stabs him in the throat with the knitting needles, she leaves him there as yeah. well. And yeah, it's just. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't think. And why would you leave in a boat if you think your killer, the killer's done? I know you're trying to like be where you can see all around you, but she, at Friday the 13th at the end, she put, went in a boat and kind of just went in the middle of the lake. Well, further dramatic. <laughs> she becomes the killer at some point. What? Doesn't she? No. I've never seen any of the I other movies. In the oh, movie. I don't. I, 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 don't remember, I thought it was Jason Alice guy. in the next one. What? I don't remember what happens to her in the next one. It's probably like Alien, where she just is gone. Um, uh, no, she is in the second. Oh, movie, really? I recall. Yeah. Okay. But where else would you go to be safe? I guess that's not the lake. There's sharks out there, man. Sharks. <laughs> <in the lake>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, said the doctor. Sharks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, because Alice drops the bat too. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many. They all drop things. the weapons. Yeah, yeah, like hey, I I I've won, but well, it's not sporting unless you <laughs> make it more challenging. Killer has a chance. Who called the cops at the end of Friday the Thirteenth? Good question. Everybody's oh, dead. Really? Cops show up. They she's... probably found a random body on the road. All the, the bodies were that, there. At the rate that Voorhees was killing them. But all the bodies were in the... Oh, I'm positive she murdered Andy. a few other no, people where was just Andy? for fun. Annie was in the, car, in the Jeep. You oh, saw that's right. Yeah. 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 Everybody's yeah, we do see for. her there. Everybody's accounted for. Well, everyone we know. That's true. It's kind of like the end of Goonies. Except not... <laughs> other than the fact that the cops show up. <laughs> <laughs> close. Oh, and the danger music in Friday the 13th was very, very much psycho. Like, yeah. very, very much psycho. Yeah, to a certain extent. Uh, when it wasn't the yeah. stuff, okay. it was all... Yeah, it was right, It's all, Kill Mom. Oh, is that what it's it Kill was? Kill Mom. Oh. Supposedly, and according yeah, yeah, to Wikipedia, yeah, 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 yeah. which I, we can cite now for English papers. I, hey! I read. Seriously? <laughs> no, you lied. <laughs> <laughs> Also, speaking of the music for Friday the 13th, I noticed that it's the like the end of a sports movie. Like, it felt like very upbeat at the end, the end music for Friday the 13th. It wasn't like uh, sad. It was like, hey, we just won the game. Awesome. And then this freeze frame, and then they 
had the music going. That's what it felt like to me, the music at least. It's crazy. What was it you sent us, though? Like a, a, And the loser the, gets together with the cheerleader and everything. Exactly. A higher key version of the Halloween Oh, song. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Major, major, major inspiration yeah. a little bit. Yeah, that was your version. That was Halloween thing. Which, so the Halloween music, I got kind of sick of that theme song. Because it plays throughout the whole... Oh, right, thing, right, yeah. right. And I'm like, okay. It's really effective at the beginning. It's yeah. it's still effective when you hear bits of it. It's just you can't do it all the time. It should have been only when... Oh, crap. I'm mixing up. I was going to say, Jason, Mike Myers was killing. Then it should have been that. Or something. You know, use sparingly. But man, yeah, it was not good. This. I don't know if this will be picked up in the microphone. Yeah. Henry Manfredini. Yeah. But this is the end of a sports movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit more pensive than we were describing, but not by a lot. Yeah, it's it's pretty uplifting, though. It's not... I don't know. It's Okay, it's not... It's contemplation. It's not movie... Yes. It's not music that everyone is dead to. Yes. Which should we expect. Mm-hmm. It's like that movie with the chariots. Or the song. Ben-Hur? Are you referring no. to Chariots of Fire? Yes, from St. Paul. Five Vangelis, yes. <laughs> who just died. <laughs> oh, look, see, timely. Um, um, What's happening right now? It sounds like that, except if you're on opium. Is this a Gen X thing? I'm not going to get this because I'm not a Gen Xer. Have you seen Blade Runner? Yes. All right, punch yourself, because the soundtrack <laughs> to Blade Runner is Vangelis. Oh, okay. Well. And Vangelis scored, like, a whole bunch of other, like, Early 80s stuff. Speaking of the best of these films. Take your time. Sound it out. It? <laughs> <laughs> the good one. Um, Halloween? Nightmare on Elm Street. Wait, Nightmare, what? Nightmare on Elm Street. How is that the good one? The music. It is definitely the good one. Yes, what? by far. Dude. Halloween. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's shot Halloween. amazingly. Halloween Jesus. is shot amazingly. Yes. I, and I will watch Halloween every so often. And it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, it's not fun. Terribly how interesting. How is Nightmare in well, Street as good? Nightmare. How is Nightmare good? Because Nightmare introduces Freddy. And while Freddy doesn't get a lot to do in this one, ultimately, as far as like some of his later pun-filled hijinks. But yeah. uh, in this one, the best we get is... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy, which yeah. of course became like a classic MST3K line, so it's awesome. The music is better ah. in Nightmare than the other two, which although is Nightmare the cops, looks, because both are good. Although Nightmare looks cheaper for the most part, yeah, like it, 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 it like the just the the quality of the film stock and how it how most stuff is shot up looks cheaper. The effects are pretty good. But the actual cinematography, I'd say it's probably the worst out. Well, I don't know if I'd say it's the worst out of the three. It just looks very, like, I, I would associate with, like, a terribly unremarkable 80s film. The the colors in Friday are really, really good. So that's a cinematic, I mean, it's something you see. I think the, the framing and the camera movement in Halloween is the best out of the three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in comparison, Nightmare as a film, as a cinematic Cinemagraphic, whatever the freak you want to say, is is probably the worst of the three, other than the effects part, but, which but are pretty I, cool. But I, I found Nightmare yeah. to be, have a better story ultimately, and that <laughs> or a story. You, yeah, at least you get some level of 
here's this weird thing that's going on and we have a vague explanation for it. But with Halloween, you actually saw the origins. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you actually have a story that follows. Uh, of course, I don't know why he follows Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Well, but that's where these, I think, the stories of both Halloween and Friday fail compared to Halloween or Nightmare because... They leave some gaps. They have to retcon themselves, yeah. like in the second film. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is supposedly at some point the, a young, his younger sister. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. Oh. It's so stupid. I've never seen any of these movies before this. I've seen parts and bits, but never like watched them to, to care. Okay. Well, there you go. Now you care. I'd seen, <laughs> I'd seen yeah. all three, but it had been a long time for Halloween and uh, Nightmare. I think I remembered Nightmare on Elm Street the least. And I know I'd seen it because I remembered that Johnny Depp was in it and that he dies getting sucked into a bed. <laughs> I have a question for both of you. I can see why he became a good actor, though. Or became popular. He's a good actor. Mm-hmm. I have a question. How His did face you, is weird in this. How did you two sleep last night? Did you sleep well? Actually, I was fine, which yeah. is weird for me because I'm highly susceptible to horror movies. Oh, I absolutely. And we're going we're gonna to talk about I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. I just meant... No, no, I you, slept fine. Did you dream? Did you have a good dream? Like, I, I, who I, talks like that? I almost never dream. <laughs> I mean, because that was a nightmare. They did that. Like, hey, I had a dream. And then they started talking. And hey, how did you sleep? And all of a sudden, they started talking about their dreams. Right at the very beginning. Yeah. And leaving no room for question. Yeah. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> did he do this? I mean, <laughs> he did not. Because <laughs> they do. They just jump right into the story. Yeah. There's no yeah. exposition. And, and Friday the 13th tries to do that, but there's... Not it's just it's it, it fails. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I, maybe it doesn't complete enough of the exposition from 30, 15 years ago, or even setting up the stage of now. I feel from a story standpoint and from a probably a rewatchability standpoint, Nightmare is probably best out of the three. Yeah, I, I uh, with Halloween being second because again, I've seen it. I've seen it at least twice prior to this. And it's fine. I mean, it's not a great movie, uh, but it does definitely do its job of putting you in a Halloween mood. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a really good pe like piece for just feeling the malaise of fall, actually. Which, this isn't fall, though. Like, in the movie, in Halloween. It's in California. It's, well, not, it's, it's, it's shot Illinois. in California. But it's, it's supposed to be in Illinois. Illinois. But all the trees are green. Right. Well, everything's... But then you have a few dead leaves on the ground. Like, where do these dead leaves come from? But it's... It, <laughs> so, that's my biggest problem with Halloween is nobody puts a lit pumpkin on their nightstand in their bedroom. Yes. Nobody does that. Yes. And then the Halloweeniness of the night was was dumb. Like, there should have been kids kind of everywhere. Right. And the blending of people, but you only saw a smattering of leaves. Although of kids. It, feels, yeah. it feels creepier and weirder to not have the kids around. It You get this weird isolated suburb thing that is really uncanny. Because suburbs aren't generally like that. Usually yeah. you do have a bunch of people around, even if it is fairly bucolic. Yeah. Um, Ooh, the, the movie that it reminded <laughs> me of on that score for a slightly different reason was the remake of Fright Night. And I don't remember if I've ever gotten around to the original of it, but uh, the uh, remake is done in Vegas. And there's a sh there are multiple shots of the Vegas suburbs, which have to be the most desolate places on Earth. They really play with this idea of the suburb, like that is a sea of lights in an absolute sea of dark around it. 
Hmm. And for Halloween, weirdly, you get that kind of, why isn't there anybody around here? Yeah. <laughs> this is just really weird kind of feeling that, again, makes it extra creepy. And it's done, I'm certain, for budgetary reasons. But Of course, yeah. Because it could have been It's cool. John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs> it's done for budgetary reasons. It could have been cool to see um, just quickly a whole bunch of Halloween-y people at dusk and then vanish to then have yeah, the yeah, streets yeah. be... Yeah, yeah. Yes. It would have been... As opposed to looking cheap. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah but uh, again, yes, those extras and feeding them would have... But like I said, sometimes cheap ends up being weirdly poetic. Like Donald Pleasance, for example, who probably didn't work for a lot in this movie and yet is great. Where have we seen him before? Uh, I don't remember what we watched that had him in it. Uh, he's in a whole bunch of things. Is though. he in Puma Man? Uh, he is in Puma Man. He's the villain in Puma yeah. Man. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Puma Man. Puma Man. Puma Man. Puma Man. Puma Man. Puma Man. I have your will. If you haven't said it three times, you haven't said it once. <laughs> I have your will, Tony. Tony Farms. Yes. You are the Puma Man. Or the Puma Man. Puma, uh, Puma Man. That is, uh, we did that our superhero yes, Puma season. Man yes. is, uh, Puma Man's villain is Donald Pleasant. Oh, another thing about Halloween that kind of irked me a little bit. I'm sorry. You're yelling. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Oh, I was upset. So. Focus your rage. High school safe. movies. Because this is a high school kind of movie a little bit. There are lockers in the Midwest outside at a high school. Yeah. What what up with that? Like, in the Midwest, most of the, the school year is going to be in the winter. <laughs> I got bad news for you, Clay. <laughs> Cheap. <laughs> this is, is there passed off as Illinois because Illinois is creepier than California, apparently. It's true. Or cheap. Well, Did- Indiana is creepier than Illinois, though. Indiana is the creepiest. <laughs> was there any significance to Hayden Field, whatever it was? Not that I'm aware of. I think I, I've never seen any explanation for why Illinois in this. Yeah. Other than Illinois is the heartland and creepier. Well, and Ohio was. Yeah. Ohio's creepy too. Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, man. Wait, what? His, his beginnings. Yeah. He, oh. uh, he uh, grew I up. I thought in, it was Wisconsin. No, he grew up in Bath. No, I mean like when he got caught. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. in uh, he was in uh, Milwaukee. Mm. He, he and Alan were in the same class together. Really? I was not in the same <laughs> class. Tomer was much older than me. <clears throat> uh, but he did go to the Ohio State University for one year. Yes. Supposedly, he lived at one of the tower doors. Why are you saying it like it's a creepy uh, ghost Ooh, story? <laughs> the tower doors. It's the spooky season, man. What is that about? Because what? everybody's getting high at the. T- <laughs> is that what happens? I'm certain it is. I mean, it's, they're high up. They're just enormous, bleak block towers. Oh, and okay. people are obviously not having sex at any of them, because I don't know how your libido would survive entering a large concrete structure <laughs> like that. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't understand what just happened. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, jeez. So, speaking of milking pot, um, <laughs> in Friday... The 13th, not Friday, Friday, but Friday the 13th, they're smoking pot, and you would think that they would be super paranoid, but there's a car following them the entire time. The paranoia doesn't kick in immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's 80s, man. It's usually more like an atmospheric thing that catches you later. Okay. So, there is one other thing in Friday the 13th. But they should have been paranoid. <laughs> we can... We got, I mean, there's lots to talk about. One thing, Friday the 13th. Um, the original murder of Jason happens in, what, 58? Yes. 57, I thought. 58. 58. 58. 
And then when is, and anything that happens in the fifties and eighties kinds of, you know, we've talked about that yeah. before. Yeah. Um, but they don't, I don't think they establish enough of that really. No. And, uh, I don't know how this movie reacts to like 1958. Um, uh, because 1958 is portrayed as a more wholesome time because everyone's sitting around and singing mm-hmm. like uh, like folk songs and mostly religious folk songs at that. But then they get to Tom Dooley. So. But Tom start- Dooley. Hang down your head, Tom Dooley. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. That one. I thought you meant like... Is that the Kingston Trio did? Like Tom Foolery. Well, because these, they're up to Tom. These foolery. kids are up to these, shenanigans. These church kids who go off to bone, uh, they are definitely up to Tom foolery. <laughs> but I think that's to undercut the wholesomeness because we get the fifties as super clean time with mm-hmm. innocent kids, and then and now these innocent kids are going off to bone, or at least roll around and make out. <laughs> and what was because what was the first song that they were singing? It was very much a Christian. Oh song, yeah, yeah. Right? I can't remember. I it was at least here. two like church camp kind of songs, yeah. and then and like none of it, like none of it pegged them as like I don't know like <clears throat> fundamentalists or anything. I mean, did, did people sang. Uh, like pseudo religious songs at church camps all the time. Mm-hmm. So kumbaya and and kumbayas and that weird That's like everybody gets it. Yeah. What was your favorite flick of the three? I liked Halloween. I could tell it was nice. So nightmare. I know how to beat Freddy. Lucid dreaming, and I even said that like at the beginning, like, huh. Cause I, I mean, have you ever done that lucid dreaming where you can, you know, you're in a dream, so you can start doing stuff? Oh yeah, it's fun. I was flying one time. I woke up, and I woke myself up, and I gave myself a cliffhanger, and then I woke myself up, and I was like, dang it, because <laughs> I didn't know how the dream was gonna end. <laughs> you gave yourself a cliffhanger on purpose? I guess. I, I don't remember. think that click is the only one at this table. You could talk about lucid yeah. dreaming and not talk about anything dirty. <laughs> How are you not the stoned one? <laughs> Jesus, I don't understand. It's all water, baby. Oh, <laughs> la vie, I am. Oh my god. Oh, water and Scooby snacks. <laughs> Soinks! Oh man! Uh, I started watching Scooby Doo 2 the other day. Oh, the one Didn't make it far. I did not make it far. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. I have tons of notes. Quotes? WTFs? What's your WTF? I didn't get a lot of quotes, weirdly enough, from these. You'd think that for movies with, like, self-consciously bad scripts in some ways that they would... uh, You have one? I have one. Friday the 13th, somebody said you're an American original to somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Um, In Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the the first guy... I don't know anybody's name. Who? The first guy to... um, so our, the the woman the the first woman that uh, comes in on Nightmare on Elm Street, she's having a dream, and then later on she gets killed, and the guy that she slept with is the guy that they think yes. killed her. So he said, "Guys can have nightmares too, you know." And I felt that that was nice because yeah. it's like it, we put on a facade, but we have feelings well, too. Well, <laughs> speaking of feelings, <laughs> the uh, hidden stigma for mental health in men needs to be addressed. Exactly. I have a quote and a question for you, Mr. Clank. Oh, okay. Uh, this is a quote from Friday the 13th. Again, I don't know who said it to who because that's just how I do things. I think Ned asked this. This is a very Ned question. Uh, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would it be? I don't know. That's a tough question. Maybe a cherry cheesecake. I like that. 
So do you like cherry cheesecake or do you like ice cream? Yes. And how is he not the stone one? I don't understand this. This doesn't seem the possible. Stone for a ninety-year-old. Goodness gracious! This is all me, baby. Yes, uh, parents, send your kids to art school. Alan, what flavor ice cream would you be? Oh, I can't even think of a funny answer to that. Yeah, right now. So we move on. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a lot of quotes either. Wow, I you said you had quotes. I think I can't tell. I'm gonna have to work out some like um, my notes. Ter- I'm using a rocket book. Hey, rocket book! If you're out there and want to sponsor us, I can't mm. understand what the fuck I wrote. That's not your fault, though. That's that's totally mine. That's mine. Yes, fault. rocket book. Your product's great. Please, please take us out as a spot. Oh my goodness. Oh, the so in Halloween. There's the house that the um, not the main babysitter, but her friend is babysitting this little girl. Mm-hmm. Somehow she spills something on her clothes, so she has to take all of her clothes off right away, which is weird. Mm, yes. And then the laundry room is the shed in the backyard. What the hell? And then she gets caught in the window, thus single-handedly inventing Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then she goes across the street to a friend's house with just the over shirt, the big shirt on, like. Okay, there's more clothes somewhere. <laughs> you could put them on. Well, darn kids and their nakedness. Here's here's a <laughs> here's a quote I have from I think this yeah from Nightmare. Uh, I think Alan, this might be tagline material. What's going on here? An orgy or something? <laughs> from uh, I think that's from Johnny Depp. Baby face Johnny Depp is a by name. You said his face was weird. I said uh, he said it. Yeah. I didn't say that. Was that He's got a face? weird face. He hasn't grown into his face yet. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of hair. Like a then, lot of hair. And then, like, what, 50-some years later, now he's growing into his face again. <laughs> Have you seen so the recent picture? Rather <laughs> trollish. <laughs> the recent picture of him is kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. And with shaven. Oh. Because you do look weird. I, I mean, everybody looks weird when you change something like that. Yeah. When's the last time you shaved your face? Uh, it could be face clink. A while ago, Oh, you a baby thing. <laughs> if Johnny Depp wanted to stay awake, he shouldn't have lied and was lying in bed watching TV, listening to music. That's not how you stay awake. I thought he was fucking the television. <laughs> the way he was positioned on it, his... it was very unfortunately <laughs> positioned. Yes. Oh, here's a quote. Sorry, Mom. Just copulate with this TV. <laughs> Here's a quote. I think this is from the mother of um, Jamie Lee Curtis. What's her character again? Lori. Right? Sure. I don't know. The Halloween. So in Halloween, Jamie Lee Curtis, her her mother in the film, uh, she's a drinker. And I think maybe Wait. this is her. Drinker is in, uh, uh, is is in Nightmare. Nightmare. Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare. Oh. Yeah, because uh, Nancy has uh, yeah, so Nancy's mom. Mom. the uh, vodka yes. in the uh, yeah. yes. and I think living closet. Is, is this her line? They say you've bottomed out when you can't remember the yeah. night before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like That might be a good tagline for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that... She's the alcoholic mom, yet she's the, the daughter's not living with the cop father. Right. So the cop father had had to do something horrible because he's she's not living with the cop father, she's living with the alcoholic mom. 
Well, he is John Saxon. I mean, he's played villains just as much as he's played anybody else. So, so I get excited. You do. I get very excited. Well, well, but I mean, a cop works weird hours. Maybe there's more stability with the drunken mother than the, <laughs> than the, than the cop that just completely ignores his daughter. That was the worst part of Friday the 13th when she's screaming out the window yeah, and yeah, the cop's yeah. just like, what? Wait, Friday the 13th. <laughs> Fucking fuck. Nightmare. It's going to get all over the place. Yeah, so. Halloween. Oh, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, like the whole the ending of Halloween <laughs> was dumb. Halloween? Fuck. So, nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. So we watched three horror movies, and now they're all bleeding together. Yep. I, well, what was that? That's part of the melange <laughs> for this creativity. Who, who was it that Synthesis. said to take all three of these scripts and put it into AI and see if what came out? Another interesting thing about all three of these films is they left the ending open for more. Yes. Yeah, they, they didn't leave it open open. They meant, like, for Friday the 13th, it was, oh, it's done. And then all of a sudden, ba 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 ba. you know, that was... That's kind of dumb. And then I did like the Halloween one because it just, he disappeared. So that left it open. Right. And then for Nightmare, that was just odd too because. I feel like Tim Burton took over the last five minutes of it. Yeah. It was just like, and I think that's just specifically the freaking hood that. Yeah. The the, canopy of the car comes up. That's his sweater. So that means that Freddy can shapeshift. Oh yeah. Which is awesome. Is Freddy maybe based on it a little bit? Um, it was uh, in the seventies, so yeah, uh, yeah, probably sort of like the neighborhood menace that is like yeah. destined to be there. Yeah, um, the other big influence on this was the weird tendency of young men who had just immigrated, who were of Hmong ancestry of uh, dying mysteriously uh, while suffering from sleep paralysis. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so the Hmong uh, believed so much that a Mara experience, otherwise known as uh, being hag-ridden or other uh, terms that's been given in folklore, um, this experience for the Hmong can actually kill them. At least that's the theory. Uh, I don't know if it's been contradicted. I've looked around to see whether that study or that uh, series of ideas ever got debunked, and I haven't seen anything on Hmm. it yet. What are dreams? Apparently they can kill you. What? I'm not a talk now? No. I I stopped myself. Oh. I thought you were saying I can't talk anymore. No, you can talk. I got sad. You should talk more. (laughs) What are dreams? That is a good question. Because if they're just the... I just know that these dreams are made of these. <clears throat> Who am I to disagree? I've traveled the world in the seven seas. Everybody's they, looking for something. Everybody. Move Keep along. <laughs> uh, 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 <clears throat> yeah. No, but like, so... In, so recently in the, uh, the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, they had it to where dreams were the other... Um, parallel universes that we have. We have multiple universes, mm-hmm. and you're just seeing in the life of another person. That's you, like another version of you, which is kind of cool. And then you have, but an unsatisfying description of what dreams are. Oh, yeah. they're often frequently much crazier than that. Well, infinite number of possibilities. I could fly in another universe. You don't know. You don't know me. <laughs> but then. In, like, the Sandman uh, show, it was, like, another realm that you went to, 
and you had a king that was in that realm and he would dictate, oh, you're going to have a nightmare, you're going to have a dream, things like that. And then they, there's like this infinite number of possibilities there. Because, and a cast of dream figures that are very <clears throat> yeah. important. But then scientifically, the boring science stuff is, it's just a manifestation of our subconscious doing something to us, working something out or trying to tell us something or whatnot. And that's, that's the boring side. I like the other things where I can go up to a different universe. And go fly. Yeah. And go fly. That's awesome. Follow your dream. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that probably has a different meaning that people are like, oh, now he thinks this or now he's this. Whatever. <clears throat> it's not like I have, I'm on a train going through a tunnel or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Frequently re-entering the tunnel anyway. Why is there so much blood? Um, <laughs> This movie is creepy. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is creepy. I think so. The other two are just trying to do jump scares. Eh, I don't know. I think uh, Halloween has a little bit of actual creepiness. Yeah, because there's a dude following this lady the whole time. But he's walking in daylight, dude. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, it's not menacing at all. And then the first time you really see him, when he's supposed uh, we're talking about Halloween and Michael Myers, when he's yeah. supposed to be, like, probably his most threatening, they've got him in a fucking sheet and sunglasses. Oh, yeah. Jesus, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. No, it's the glasses of the guy that just had sex. But still, he looks he looks <laughs> yeah. like a, a clown. Yeah. Yes. Not menacing he, anything. But he's just standing there. But he was dressed as a clown when he was a kid. Yes. So now this movie's better. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how this works. All tied together. Is it just, is there some meaning, but I don't know if there is, other than, there's got to be some. Do you think that Nightmare on Elm Street did for dreams what Jaws did for beaches? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can say that very definitely, because uh, uh, Jaws has made a permanent, weird, traumatic impression on me, whereas... Mm-hmm. Um, even the idea of Jaws actually imposed that. I didn't see Jaws until well into adulthood, as I recall. But uh, <clears throat> Nightmare is kind of goofy. Yeah. And that's the point. It's supposed to be weird, and it gets goofier later. But the, It's hard, though, because Freddy's a fucking pedophile. Right! <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's... You're rooting for a pedophile at some point in this movie? Well, uh, he's not a pedophile. He's a child murderer because they didn't want to say pedophile. Pedo. They did? Okay. I, I'm pre- I'm like it's certainly, it's sure. certainly okay. in blood. Yeah, because I didn't think they could say it at the time. But. So they'd probably say pedo. I don't know how it was pronounced back in the... I wasn't alive then. Leave me alone. Yeah, you were. Oh, I wasn't saying those words, though. <laughs> One but hope not. <laughs> or hearing those words, even. But... Yeah, because like for Jaws, I I watched it. I, I was like maybe early teens, and then we went to the to like Balmy Bay, so the beach, mm-hmm. the lake. Yeah, yeah. With no sharks. Bull sharks, man. <laughs> it's still like it be like, fresh water. Oh, yeah, I don't want to go in. Swim up, swim up lakes. Yeah, or rivers. <clears throat> oh, so Nightmare on Elm Street does not show what a person goes through when they stay up multiple multiple days with caffeine. Right. Because they didn't have the jitters. Yeah. They didn't have the, the not thinking clearly. Nothing. Well, they had, they had some of that. But yeah. it, was only, it was only occasionally. Though. Yeah. And it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't the same level of, oh my God, yeah. I can't even think. That. Yeah. Especially someone who's actually not hot pot of coffee. <laughs> oh, I, I, I noted at that point, 
Nancy's mom has no sense of smell. <laughs> yeah. She is a smoker. <laughs> no, there you go. Well, even and a drinker. Hell on Halloween, the the cop didn't even smell the weed on the, the on his daughter and her friend in the car when they were pretty much hot boxing. Yeah, the whole time. yeah, yeah. Not a good cop. The cop and how none of these cops are good cops. No, 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 no. no. No, if you have a good cop, you don't have a slasher movie. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Let me arrest you. Oh. Either you don't get the trauma at the beginning, or you don't get the trauma at the end, well, one way or the other. And that's from, um, I think it's Nightmare when Nancy's screaming. You talked about this earlier. The uh, the cop who you know threw all the ordeal says maybe I should go tell the income. <laughs> what the fuck is the word I get that there? <laughs> <laughs> I should go tell the lieutenant. It looks like incumbent, but it's lieutenant. Um, <laughs> that's not the thing you want to tell people. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, well, I wrote worst cop ever, and I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, worst cop ever, definitely. I did like it in Home Alone. Uh, not Home Alone. Wow. In Nightmare, where she did Home Alone in her house, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yes. That was awesome. With yes. the book of man traps. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was awesome. Yeah, I that was good. That. With a sledgehammer right away. Yeah. And yeah. then the light bulb that has the, the gunpowder gun in it. Yeah. 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 But she didn't use any micro machines or tars and feathers or fucking <laughs> glass. Or she didn't even make the knob red hot with a flame. She didn't do any of that. It's not the fun stuff. It's the I want to murder you stuff. Well, yeah. But it's still fun. I mean, it's handicraft. <laughs> yeah. I think oh. this rocket notebook will work once we're not doing free movies. Mm-hmm. What did all your notes get jumbled up? It's it's I don't know. It's either that or the alcohol. <clears throat> so it's a combination of both. Speaking of the uh, home alone traps, uh, I wrote down what she, she didn't tell her alcohol alcoholic mom any of this. So her alcoholic mom could I mean she was asleep in her bed, but she could you know get up in the middle of the night, do Except something. Losses, come on. <laughs> Turn on the light, all of a sudden the thing explodes. <laughs> No more alcoholic mom. <laughs> That's sad. Or maybe just not the top of her head or something. <laughs> could be pretty awful. <clears throat> oh, does time move in the same way as the real world and the dream world? Because she was saying exactly 20 minutes and then she put a time Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. And she yeah. kept looking at her watch. That, that, like I, that assumes that your watch even goes with you into the dream, so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, or... If well, you... they established that because she pulls his hat out and right, that's right. What, it allows her yeah. to pull him out, so there is some... I guess but, there's, I guess there's some rules. Yeah. But in dreams, you're... I, I thought I could read in dreams, but in dreams they say you can't read. Like, there are words out there, but you can't, like, make out what they are. You, your, your brain kind of tells you what they're supposed to be, I guess. Huh. So if she's looking at a clock, she's probably looking at a clock, but it's like, <laughs> there's, an, there's a letter A, there's a omega symbol, you know, there's random things going on. This is crazy. Uh, better off dead connection in Nightmare on Elm Street. The first victim, uh, Tina Amanda White. Tina is Amanda Weiss. She's in Better Off Dead. She was walking around on concrete outside with bare feet. That's how you get tetanus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if I didn't know to have something, that would be uh, used for uh, what I learned. Mm-hmm. I got three what I learned. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Should we go there? <laughs> well, I have a question for Alan. Yes. Is Fantastic Planet a horror movie with Liam ne- or Leslie Nielsen? Mm-hmm. I don't think it is. It's science fiction, yeah. as it's usually regarded, but it is it's, one that they do encounter like a fear monster, as I recall. So it's the precursor to Star Trek, though, too. 
But it can also be like seen in that way as sort of a precursor to Alien or something oh, like yeah, that. Okay. I mean, okay. there is like a scary <clears throat> alien menace, I guess. So, yes, I don't know. <laughs> I have no reference to what you're talking about. It was the Leslie Nielsen movie when he used to be a serious actor in the 50s. He was part of a crew. It's really delightful to watch. It's good. I liked it. it was what is cool. it for the listener at home? Fan- I think Fantastic Planet, right? No. That's something else. There's so many of them here. That's, Keep talking. I'll that's the it. French movie I want you to watch, but you're not going to watch it because it's French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. That's all you know, right? Wee. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> we just carried on a conversation of French. It's crazy. See. Si. Oh, try to. <laughs> I don't speak German. <laughs> oh my goodness what is the heck oh I have a question for you Vanderpool Ooh, I so like questions. how does lighting affect film versus digital I'm the, sorry what the, so lighting right how does it affect with film versus digital because like for example for Next Generation Star Trek because I'm a Trekkie I remember um, no people thought that the the uniforms were brighter than they were because they had so many bright lights on them because hmm. they had to for film but for digital, from what I understand, you don't have to have as much of a bright light on the subject when you're when you're filming them. Well, I guess you could just do it in post super easy. But. Well, then you just up the gain or whatever. I don't know. I don't know words. I think, and this is me, total bullshit. You're the movie guy. <laughs> total bullshit. I'm at least I'm honest. Um, it the the dynamic range of the light to dark. Is better on film. I think, I think, I think. Okay. So you get more richness in color before it starts getting washed out and, and weird, right? So you can do more with less light. On film? If that makes sense. Yeah, because okay. I can light, <clears throat> if I'm digital, if I were to light you, the entire background in this lighting, if I pulled you away, whatever. This is great for an audio podcast, by the way. Would, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the one who has. Yeah. <laughs> the background would end up getting, would not be rich, dark. It would be grainy, gross, not, and not grainy, noisy. Okay. So it would look digital because it, digital didn't handle low, does not typically handle low light as good as film oh. because of the dynamic okay. range. That's one thing. That makes sense. And before we go on, I don't know if we need to go on about that, but there's, you can do a lot with digital, but that specific look that you get from a film is also hard to replicate digitally, especially in the 80s. Now, with the tools we have, you can fucking do almost anything that you want. Mm-hmm. But back then, you wouldn't have been able to. So shooting on anything digital back then would have looked... But none of these are digital. No. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about it for the... Because, the, again, Nightmare was the first movie I watched. And I think it was Nightmare that I did that. Anyways. Um, or Halloween. Whatever. But I, was, I noticed there was the bright spotlight off camera... That would illuminate the, the, the trees and then illuminate the side of the character because yeah. they wanted to show it's nighttime, but they didn't want to really want to have just darkness. Yeah. So that got me thinking about the lighting and how it affects film versus digital. Fun. Right? It's fun. It is. I can't wait to make a horror movie. What are you going to do years on? I'll, I'll give you the script. It's called The Director. Well, or that or Lights, Camera, Die. <laughs> I like Let's Camera Die. I think it's a better name, too. Because I want it to be very, very campy. Uh, wait till you read it. <laughs> it's beautiful. Okay. Oh! 
So, in Halloween, Mike Myers stabs people. Ooh, worst stabbing scene ever. Or no, worst Wait, stabbing one? outcome, use of a knife, bullshittery effects ever. Which one are you talking about? Whatever movie it was where he, Michael Myers, I think it was Michael Myers, yeah, it had to have been, comes in and stabs, what's his name, up against the wall, mm-hmm. does Darth Vader to him. Yeah. Stabs against the wall, and then the knife only this the knife isn't actually going into the wall yes. or anything and holding him there. Yeah, that was crazy. That was dumb. Like that was, that was dumb. But, but he gets stabbed by Jamie Lee Curtis's character. And that got me thinking about there's a family guy sketch where a guy's in prison and he wanted to s- stab somebody because that's what he's known for. And the guy just goes, I I'm leaving, I'm I'm getting out of the prison. And so he goes, huh, okay. And then he just kind of stabs himself a little bit. He goes, ow, that hurt. This is what I've been doing to people this whole time? I belong here. And I'm like, oh, he's learning the lesson. Don't stab people because it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) But Michael Myers never learns it. (laughs) So we should probably work uh, towards wrapping it up. I have no idea when my wife and kids will be home. Oh. How much more do we have to cover? Not much. That's fine. I mean, there's so much to cover with these movies. That's kind of the problem. Like, there's so much you could actually talk about. And we don't even, we haven't even defined who people really are. <clears throat> it's I was, a mishmash. I was impressed with Jamie Lee Curtis's, um, she was in total control of the situation. She was like the best babysitter ever. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. She makes sure the kids are safe. She's Ooh. fighting off a killer. We have 10 minutes. Crazy. Anyways. Boogeyman, Alan, where does that come from? Because it's in question, both movies. actually. Uh, I don't remember where it gets its origins. It, it goes back further than, like, our use of the word boogie on its own. I just don't know exactly where it did originate. Interesting. I can look it up while you guys are talking. Yes, because well, I tell my students, <laughs> if you don't know, I'll look it up. Because we can uh, do what we learned then and ease on down the road. Yep. Okay, what did you learn? Well, what I learned, I think, is going to be beneficial because I can apply it. That's how you know you've learned something, right? When you can apply it to uh, your your situation. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to be editing this podcast (laughs) later this week. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not sure that the story, the audio, I'm not sure everything's going to be all that great, right? Okay. Microphone, middle table. I think that if I I put string instrument underneath this whole thing... (laughs) It will make it all better. So I learned that that's how you take something that's kind of okay and and make it real good. Please don't do that though. We are doing that. Don't don't play string. It's gonna at least for the r- r- rough draft cut that you have to listen the whole time to <laughs> on repeat. Right now, the cloud, thank you. And then right when I'm I'm talking, it's. Oh, let's see what we can do. <laughs> Kevin McLeod, let's go. Apparently, the word bogey originated in the mid-19th century, according to Wikipedia. And apparently they suspect it might have a Middle English origin. It's a ridiculously unsatisfying article, it tells me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So, cite that on your English papers, kids. Wikipedia. What did you learn, Alan? I learned Wikipedia is a very unsatisfying (laughs) entry on the boogie man. Oh, okay. Give me more time to think. Okay. So, I have one lesson per movie. Oh, nice. You are an overachiever. He is. So, in Nightmare and Elm Street, lucid dreaming is always the way to go, because that's how you win. And turning your back and denying them your attention 
Which it's, uh, almost like social media, I believe many many people have pointed out. <laughs> um, in Halloween, I learned to be resourceful and always make sure they're dead. Yeah, good one. Very good. Double tap with the frying pan. <laughs> Just give it. Well, no, that was that was Halloween. Oh no, no, but, the frying pan was uh, that was the, universal the weapon that was used to so put down uh, Mrs. V. Yeah, but that was that, that Friday, was Friday. Yeah. yeah. And Friday the 13th, my lesson was camping is dangerous because everybody dies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, since this was our inaugural Halloween special and we don't know if we'll ever do this again, uh, let's not pick something for next time. <laughs> uh, and maybe just say bye, folks. Unless Happy Halloween! There's anything anybody missed? Oh, uh, I learned that a Amish nightgown will not prevent you from being killed for apparently being a slut anyway. Uh, that's Friday the 13th. Wait, what? One of the gals who gets killed oh. is wearing an incredibly <laughs> modest nightgown. And after... I was vaguely resentful of that. Running in the rain. Right. After and, having and already be, had a raincoat on in the scene yeah, before yeah. that they could have worn outside. But the white thing didn't become... F- <laughs> Lindsay or anything. It was just like burlap. <laughs> I was sad. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye.